joining us. Thank you for that first carrier update. Now we've got Eric Coolidge here for our top story of the morning. We've got a check of what's going on with FedEx and their pilots. Obviously, things were a little tense for a little while for labor negotiations, but now they've got a deal. They've got to ratify this. And tell us what it brings, Eric. Yeah, good morning, Kaylee. Um, FedEx, uh, the FedEx pilots um, were you know, got the deal or initial deal about two weeks ago, and that just came straight from the negotiating table. So usually, you know, the the leadership of a union's on board with that, and then it's about putting it out to a vote to the rank and file. But in this case, I guess the the deal was so fresh or the, they wanted to kind of uh, announce a positive movement in uh, negotiations that have been stuck for nearly two years. And there have been a strike authorization vote um, before down the road. So, um, you know, the, the union leadership uh, of the FedEx pilots took some time to review it. And yesterday they gave their approval and now they're going to send it on uh, to a vote to the to the membership um, later this month or I think in July, actually, um, the vote tally will be tallied. So good news for the pilots. Uh, they say they're going to get about a 30 percent raise over the course of the five-year contract, uh, better pension benefits, and good news for shippers too. Eric, sounds like this contract is leading to be something that is going to be industry leading. Um, What does it do? Does it have any ripple effects to other folks in the industry that this is going to be the new standard or now that we are going to want to either push to be there either working for FedEx or maybe we want to have those type of conversations internally as well? I mean, FedEx generally has been seen, you know, in the airline sector and for pilots as kind of usually having industry leading standards or, or pay scales for for car, especially in the cargo sector. Passenger airlines, maybe it's a little different uh, uh, kettle of fish, but in the cargo sector, FedEx has kind of uh, been the, the premier uh, operator, um, you know, from a pilot standpoint. But, uh, you know, that's starting to change a little bit. Hawaiian Airlines early this year finalized the deal for its pilots that was, you know, maybe about on par. Or I think the, the gains for the pilots were about 33%. And so they, that kind of set the bar. And the interesting thing there is Hawaiian's a passenger airline that's just starting to get a startup a cargo operation this fall for uh, as a contract carrier for Amazon. So some of those pilots are rolled in. So it's not really an apples to apples comparison, but um, but some of the other carriers, also Delta Airlines has a deal with their pilots this year. I think it's about the same, same range, 33, 34% increase. So um, a lot of the pilots seem to be getting uh, deals kind of in that range. So, Eric, obviously, we know that FedEx has been struggling a lot with their bottom line through the last pretty much almost a year now since we saw those shocking results back in last August. And part of their kind of plan to refocus, I guess, their efforts involved cutting a lot of different air routes. And was that maybe kind of a bargaining play for FedEx pilots looking at possibly getting this increase was the fact that they went out and said, hey, you cut a lot of these routes, you cut a lot of these lanes, so you need to give us something on the other side to compensate for that. Yeah, you know, I'm not exactly sure the details of the back and forth, but, you know, it makes sense that some of that was in there. I know the pilots... FedEx has already announced uh, they were closing a couple, two or three pilot bases, uh, I think in Alaska and maybe in one in Europe and and one other location, uh, maybe California. So they were kind of shrinking the number of places where they 
base pilots out of to save money. And that uh, obviously changes, you know, the lifestyle or equation of where, you know, the pilots can home base. So there was, uh, you know, the dissatisfaction with that. And as you say, there, you know, some of the strategy going forward is to put more um, cargo on contract carriers, you know, when they're not going to grow the fleet that much. So we'll use contract carriers to keep costs down and flex capacity as needed. So, um, you know, maybe the FedEx pilots, um, you know, got a little more because they're, you know, maybe the total pie is going to be a little less. So for those who are getting the pie, they get a little bit more. And Eric, as this continues to move forward, do you see that there could be any chance that other parts of FedEx maybe start to push forward some increases or are the pilots in such a unique position because it's such a specialized skill set? Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't know if this is transferable. I mean, uh, FedEx isn't too unionized. Um, I'm not sure about the ground workers, so um, FedEx ground, but um, so I don't know that it's really applicable in the, in the FedEx ecosystem at this point. So, Eric, let's move on to kind of the broader state of air cargo right now. We are looking to close out the second quarter in just about two and a half weeks. Obviously, it's been a tough first half of the year so far for air carriers. Is that momentum continuing into now the end of the second quarter and the start of the third? I mean, it's really no momentum. The momentum's you know, still downward or drip, drip down. You know, everyone's hoping that the bottom's been hit and the market will bounce back, but demand and rates continue to to kind of leak uh, slowly downward. And, you know, there's, you know, the, you still see, you talk to freight forwarders and cargo airlines and they still seem optimistic that the fourth quarter is going to be the traditional bounce back uh, peak season. But I don't know, there's a lot of mm, clouds on the horizon that suggests that, there's not going to be much of a peak. It'll it'll probably stabilize and and maybe get you know slight slight improvement, but it's not going to be much of a surge. It sounds like, and um, even though you know inventories are down at retailers and other businesses, there's so many other counter cyclical or counter factors that are weighing on on decisions by companies to place orders. That it's it's really unclear that there we're going to have a peak in some. Some airlines or air logistics executives are coming to that realization slowly. And Eric, does this latest movement have any impact potentially on shareholder value or the reaction from uh, investors? Um, you know, hard to say. I mean, obviously, investors are the whole market is down right now with a lot of economic uncertainty. Um, cargo airlines uh, that are public are. Are being you know hit hard on the on the markets and but some of that's because depends on how much capacity they have or or add plan to add right if the investors think they're adding too much future capacity with the market uncertain that'll probably weigh on on some of their uh, earnings prices and eric real quick before we let you go how was the conference in orlando uh, actually, I was at the, in Miami for the Cargo Network Services uh, Conference. Um, that's uh, a subset of uh, IATA, the International Air Transport Association. It's a big gathering of cargo executives. It's um, there wasn't a lot of uh, news from the kind of from the program itself. It was pretty anticlimactic, but uh, there was a lot of you got a lot of uh, good information talking to people behind the scenes and. Basically, the the event seems more like a speed dating uh, game. Where, I mean, a lot of the 
a lot of the companies, the airlines um, and air charter brokers set up in suites and, you know, customers come in and out on a rotating basis and it's, they just stay in there hour after hour and, uh, you know, get bleary eyed doing, trying to do deals or, um, you know, sell their, sell their products or their services. So, um, you know, I was trying to, you know, race around this giant uh, Marriott resort to different buildings where these people were to try and catch them. I had a pulled hamstring. So I was, uh, I hurt the prior week. So it was a little bit of a, a slog trying to get all over and track people down, but it was fun. Well, Eric, we appreciate your dedication and getting out there and happy that you came back still with Freight Waves. Thanks so much for updating us on the story and we'll be sure to follow up as it develops. All right, Anthony, thanks a lot. Awesome. Right now, we're going to toss things over to Kaylee Nix with our first look at today's top stories.